Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Are You Having a Draft? Uh, welcome back to returning listeners. Welcome to first-time listeners. A lot of welcomes there, Marcus. I, I'm very welcoming. If you are a first-time listener, actually, maybe you should go back to the first episode to see what it is we're actually talking about. Good idea. That's that as a thought. Um, also, maybe if you are a first-time listener, you have no idea what voices you're listening to. So let's introduce ourselves. That's a good idea. Hello, I'm Marcus Ellard, and I'm here with... Bradley J. That's good. That's how you should. That's your X Factor introduction. Bradley James. Um, so this episode is about um, our drafters, our fellow drafters in our draft. It's about um, who they are, how we met. We want to introduce you to the characters within our league. We want to try and drum up support for these characters. We want you to maybe pick one and support them through their trials and tribulations of the season. And taking us through uh, all of our fellow drafters is uh, one of the other drafters in the group, Peter Everett. And uh, here we go. Here we are in the pub. we're actually down the road from the pub because um, we felt the backdrop of the Australian answer to Nora Jones wasn't quite the right backing music for us. So we've moved locations. But here we are, Marcus with me. Hello. Hello, mate. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? Very well, thank you. You? I'm very well. I'm glad you're wearing, this is good for audio, but you're wearing what looks like a whole city away shirt from the 1992 season it's completely unplanned as well there's an image for you ladies and gentlemen um we're joined uh today by the only man in the world um who knows how to work out the equation for expected goals Matthew Brummett hello hello mate uh we're joined by another man who knows uh not to expect a goal whenever there is a team Stoke City get a penalty it's Peter Everill all right yeah um how are you chaps yeah, I'm not too bad. Yeah? Yeah, feeling fresh and ready. Research ready done. Ready to make my debut, yeah. Excellent. Pete? I mean, Stoke are currently sitting 16th in the Championship, which is not the season I wanted, but all right, apart from that. How are you in the draft? 
Probably worse off than Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this in May. This is in the wake of Liverpool's uh, 3-2 victory away at Newcastle. Uh, so we don't currently know who, who wins the league. Um, anyone want to throw in a prediction for your future self? Who you thought at this stage was going to win the league? Go round. Um, I think I think Forrest are going to edge it, I think. Interesting way of answering that question. <laughs> Peter Everall? I can't see Man City losing at home to Leicester and Brighton away on the last day of the season. Yeah. It's a bit of a gimme, isn't it? Man City? Um, I think I, th- I think Liverpool are going to win. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't think Leicester are going to lose to Man City tomorrow night. And I'll kiss you on the mouth with that. <laughs> said by a Leicester fan. At this point, uh, I'm going to go with Manchester City. Um, all right. Fantasy football. Are you having a draft? Marcus, question for you. Go for it. What is the draft? The draft? The draft is the best version of fantasy football that you will ever play. Wow, that's high praise indeed. Um, how did it come into your life? Uh, how did it come into my life? Well, when, well, when I was living with yourself and Pete about almost six years ago, we were, everyone was sort of doing the fantasy football, the Premier League um, app, fantasy football, and you'd sort of play a couple of a couple of weeks and then kind of lose track of it. I was definitely fell into that trap all the time. Mm. Um, and then you decided to get a bunch of people together to do a different version, which has escalated and expanded my enjoyment of football generally. Oh, wow. There you go. Pete, what is the draft? It's the best night of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Better than Christmas and Bonfire. (laughs) And Bonfire, mate. Together. Yeah, together. They still couldn't compete. Um, Yeah, it's an opportunity for lads to talk about football on a night in the beginning of August, all excited about the forthcoming season. And am I right in saying that it's currently the only thing you have in your diary between now and December the 25th? Told you that in confidence, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew, what is the draft? The most enjoyable way to lose a long-standing friendship over a Watford fullback, probably. <laughs> I'd say, um, yeah, it's it's just bloody lovely, isn't it? Really, it's. I think. I think to echo echo the the previous um, gents, the fantasy football is great if you're normal one great if you're winning it or great for the first two weeks of the season but if not it's not there this is something to put your heart on the line every week so we're going to start off um with a subject we're going to introduce you to characters who you may come to love you may come to hate um i feel you may cherish one or two of them um and we're going to talk about the members of our league our fellow drafters and uh to talk about them um he's been in the draft since his inception in 2013. He's an ever-present. Uh, also somehow holds the title of Vice President. It's true. It's it's true. Yeah. Um, and he's about to give us a, a breakdown. Um, Pete, was this easy to do? Uh, have you been able to sort of psychoanalyse all of us enough to paint an accurate picture for the listeners? Easier to be nice about some people than others. <laughs> um, all right, who are you going to start us off with? Ooh, I'm going to start off with. Um, I'm going to start off with the commish. Why not? So, for those of you listening, uh, my name's Bradley James. I uh, also am the uh, 
commissioner of the of the draft, um, which as Pete, you know, as Pete points out. So is Pete your vice president, or is there a, is a commissioner and also a president? I mean, I suppose commissioner is just a cooler cooler term cool. than president. Yeah. So Pete would be vice commissioner, but <laughs> vice vice president for some reason sounds better it than vice matter. commish. I've no idea what a vice president does, but <laughs> just sort I think of I do it well. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, mate. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to sum up each player as quickly as I can, but um, get you get a feel for each. So each just to get the terminology right, by each player you mean each drafter, each of us? Oh yeah, each drafter. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, so the first drafter I'm going to talk about is our commissioner, uh, Bradley. Um, one word I'd sum Bradley up with is the word tinkerman. Oh, oh, okay. In reference to our good, uh, good friend uh, Claudio Ranieri, um, he's not really our good friend, but uh, we don't know him. <laughs> <That> <laughs> what what was he does to you? Mate? <laughs> no, he's a good, good egg, isn't he? But yeah. I, don't, I just don't know him. He refused um, to manage Stoke all these years ago. And he's had a beef with him ever since. <laughs> the reason why I call Bradley the Tinker Man is because once the season is in flight. Bradley makes the most amount of effective changes to his team. Oh, I like the use of the word oh, effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, yeah, this vice presidency is uh, looking strong for next season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I partly think that Bromwich would back me up with a stat here when we get into the stat round, but Bradley's team is a bit like Trigger's brush. <laughs> Every part of it has changed come the end of the season. Um so yeah, I think doesn't necessarily always have the most successful draft night, but his strength is in the season and being on top of changes and understanding player form and predicting that next good move. I think we've got a good stat to that Bromley can come in with here just to get in early on the stats. Hot stat. Um, Monsieur um, James has actually brought in the most points as a result of mid-season recruitment. I rely on recruitment, basically, as the season goes on. My draft nights, yeah. my draft days uh, can be a bit ropey, yeah. but I, I recover. Bringing in, on average, just shy of 400 points per season. So, my basically, my seasons are, yeah, yeah. I think 400 points better because of what I then do during the season and not what I do on draft night. I think 1,800 of those 1,900 points was that time that you signed Suarez, though, after his bat. No, I had him straight off the bat. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I remember you risked it. Oh, I was the wow. only one who believed in him. I was yeah. the only one who believed in him. And is that a thing that you're going to continue to do? Or are you going to change it? Probably, system? mate. I mean, unless I learn how to draft properly. It'll, be, uh, it'll, be, it'll, it'll keep happening, won't it? <laughs> but, but I think it's really good because you always have that anxiety post-draft night where after you've had a few beers, the next morning you look at your team in the cold night of day and you sometimes think, oh God, what have I done? <laughs> and then you think, oh, well, oh Bradley does it. this every season. So. <laughs> the, the, the drafting equivalent of the walk of shame. You dance off into the night thinking you pulled a 10. <laughs> you wake up the next morning and you realise it's a 5. Just for. Ian Holloway here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we've gone from uh, uh, my good self. Who's next? Who's next for us, Pete? We'll go around the table, mate. Oh, so why not? Marcus. Ooh. So Marcus only really started turning up to this draft thing because there was beer on draft night, wasn't there? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest with you. Um, but over the seasons, he's probably been my most improved. Um, he started very much dependent on his brother's tips. 
I did tell that's very true. He was a constant source on WhatsApp throughout the draft night. And definitely (laughs) the first three seasons, it was your brother's team and not yours. (laughs) Um, And then you've started to, you've started to improve over the last few seasons. Um, And I think, I think you you play a good hand on draft night. So, um, yeah, well done. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean... It, it says a lot as well because you're typically battered by the end of draft night. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. I've just I've 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 started a new technique, and I'm completely committed until the end of the season. Like I'm still changing my captains depending on games and stuff because this I desperately want to be in the top three, slash beat Bradley, get on that podium, get man. on that podium. Yeah, oh, thanks. I'm, I'm pleased with that, Pete. Um, how do you know Marcus Pete? Uh, he moved into um, your house, right. Um, one summer you automatically know him because <laughs> I was living with him basically. <laughs> okay. he moved in as a, a roomie uh, one summer um, about six years ago um, I can remember the, the weekend as well because Wimbledon was on and um, Marcus uh, we met each other a couple of times at a couple of parties but didn't know each other really uh, and Marcus just said that that first weekend moving in do you want to get some beers and put the TV out in the uh, garden and we'll watch Wimbledon whilst getting drunk? Um, and that's what happened. They started a beautiful history. relationship. <laughs> Couldn't really see the TV because the sun was glaring on it. But it didn't really matter. Um, I've got some stuff to throw for Marcus if you want. Yeah, We've got... Uh, so Marcus is technically, he's an original drafter. Only problem is he's not an ever-present. Uh, yeah, I just, I've won season. So Marcus is currently hanging his head in shame because he for season four he went to uh, a wedding of someone he didn't know and missed the draft um, and then his his uh, better half um, bullied him into you know making sure that he, he got back involved actually you missed it for the for the year didn't you sort I of did, like yeah. no, I, was, I, was, I was extradited for the year like from the whatsapp chat from everything I, yeah. was, I was fully excommunicated we did a public hanging of your figurine yes uh and then yes but then very very glad to be back in in the last couple of seasons i think having missed out on it for a season i actually genuinely did miss out as in i felt like i actually missed out on on everything really good so when i so when i came back in <laughs> so when i came back in like i came back strong better and stronger planned planned my team beforehand you know, had like five or six key signings that I wanted to make at draft night, and then that's what I've done since. And I, like Pete says, I think I have been climbing up the climbing up the table. Um, once upon a time, you had both the highest game week score, the record for the highest game week score, and the lowest game week score. You once held both those still those titles. No, both of them have been taken away from you oh. at one stage. That's good and bad in both ways. Yeah, I suppose. it shows my inconsistency in the earlier seasons, so doesn't it? Yeah, well. Well, to take an example, season two, um, you drafted Petr Cech, like as one of your yeah. top picks. You were the only person in the room who hadn't heard of Thibaut Courtois, and uh, that sort of backfired on you. I don't feel like you'd make that same mistake these days. Oh, yeah, because basically Cech never got a game. Cech never got a game. But you dropped, <laughs> it was like your second pick or something. Yeah, I remember. And everyone went, oh, I do remember that. I remember where I was sitting and everything. There we go. That wouldn't happen again. You'd maybe make the same mistake 12 Stellas in, but I don't think it's <laughs> in the first round. Um, here's Pete. Who's next? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Matthew Brummett. Excellent. So, disappointedly not in the draft this season. Controversial. Mm. Feels like you couldn't... Why um, is he not in the draft, Pete? 
Some might say he couldn't handle the pressure. I don't know the real reason. I don't think there is a reason because before I go on to describe him as a drafter, I just wanted to really understand and put on the record why he's not in the draft this season. Go on, please. All right. Okay. Hammer it home. Okay. So Marcus, yeah. who literally went to a wedding of someone he didn't know, I was in the air. I was on a flight in Australia. So it was physically... For a wedding you didn't, someone you didn't know. I mean, that's kind of true. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still the bit about being in the air... Was uh, made it so you made it physically impossible. Yes, yeah, so you couldn't even. So we've had it in the past, which I think is changing, where people can actually phone in or FaceTime in their draft teams, can't they? Which it's obviously this you were actually you were unable to do that this yeah. year. I'll point out to any of my friends if you're going to get married um, around like draft day, there's a strong chance I won't be there. For some people, they'll now actively organise their weddings to be around draft day. <laughs> so, like, no, early, no, no to, early to mid-August. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. This is, you know, it, my own wedding I would probably miss um, for the sake, of, the sake of draft day. As Pete says, it is the best day, night of the year. It is good. But, yeah, no, it was. It, it, you're right, though, Pete. I think after, after finishing second and getting beaten by... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I an absolute troglodyte for the title. It it kind of broke me a little bit. So I needed I needed a year of a year of mourning. But my word, Phoenix from the Flames next season. <laughs> Who are you describing as a troglodyte? <laughs> I mean uh, no names mentioned. I don't think. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, I think when we get to the stats and previous winners, it'll come out. But, but yeah. the term "trouble" like be obvious who he was. Uh, <laughs> so, so, have you so, been in this season off? Have you been extra researching? Like, have you been keeping an eye on it still? I mean, you'll see my spreadsheet later. Oh, it's, I've it's... also got a surprise for you. So, uh, for listeners at home, the bottom three we don't have a relegation zone because we don't have a second division. Too complicated. But what we do have is we have a catering zone. So, if you finish in the bottom three. You have to cater the next draft day. Um, the surprise for you, Matthew Brummett, is that you're going to be helping out in the kitchen uh, this draft day. Well, I mean, unfortunately, for missing, everyone, I'm, the last I mean, season. I'm vegetarian now, so no burgers for you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave those to Phil, Meds. They'll, they'll, they'll handle the meat. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll rustle you up a lovely 
quinoa salad or something. God. Why are we letting Quinoa, well, no, that is for Northern listeners. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if I was to describe Brummett in one word, it would be Stato. Okay. Mm, as we'll see later on, maybe. <laughs> but um, for those that don't know, Brummett, he's, a, he's an accountant and loves, to, loves a good spreadsheet, don't you? Bloody love one, yeah. But one of my favourite draft night memories is um, was sat next to Brummett with his computer on and he got his Excel spreadsheet on the go. And I've heard a lot about this Excel spreadsheet and uh, and he reels off stats left, right and centre. So when he went to the toilet or to get a beer, I thought I'm going to have a little look at it. What's going on on this spreadsheet? What what world he's, what stats and figures and pointers he's got. Peered over, looked at his screen and of all this Excel spreadsheet nonsense that he'd got on the go, he basically uh, got a load of tables, loads of figures, but just highlighted Fabergas and De Bruyne in yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and next, and next to it, after all the stats and whatever, next to Fabergas, he just put Keen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to clarify that it was super Keen. No, oh, spoiled it because oh, actually history would it would be correctly uh, is correct in the fact that you put Keen next to Fabergas and next to De Bruyne, you'd put super. <laughs> So, needless to say, that uh, I knew who Brummett was drafting in the next yeah. couple of rounds. I spent was... about 90 points on deciding <laughs> both of those two after it. I probably got them for about half. I guess spent the season on the bench. It yeah, was, uh, nine I mean, was spent. yeah, that was horrific. So, Brummett has, does have the, the, the challenge that, um, effectively, he's, he's the one person in the draft who's probably misses his better as uh, at fantasy football than him, arguably. So, um, a good, la- good lady, Bleach. Um, there are stories that when he goes home at draft night after draft night and tells her, tells her his team, he gets called a bloody idiot and that's what he's, <laughs> what he's, yeah. what he's done. Yeah, it's uh, she, Bleach is my equivalent of Marcus's brother, essentially. <laughs> uh, how'd you know Bromit? How'd you meet? Um, basically, uh, we met uh, on Andy Bromit's stag. Andy Bromit's stag. <laughs> Andy O'Neill's stag do. Andy and, Andy and Bromit got married. Um, <laughs> so we went on Andy O'Neill's stag do, which um, was an epic one because it was a football tour in Spain. That's fellow um, drafter, Andy O'Neill. Yeah, fellow drafter. We'll come on to him soon. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately for me, I got put next to Bromit on the, the plane. Um, and it's an, an hour and a half long. And I don't think he stopped talking about football for the entire, <laughs> entire flight. I remember that. Yeah. I remember when you came back, the false number... And he, yeah, what, tell us what you were talking, he was talking absolute nonsense, <laughs> but he was giving me names for false number nine positions. Yeah, I think I was, t- I was quite interested in the false seven at the time, I think it was quite <laughs> au fait. What's the mus- muscle traquatista? Oh yeah, muscle traquatista would, um, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's like a physical 9.75 player. Would you say you're like the hip, the, like the main hipsterish drafter, like it, you know, exactly? <sighs> I, I think so, yeah. I think, uh, Mantle tries it, but I, you can't really be from Nottingham and be a hipster. You've got to live in North East London, like myself, I think, to yeah. right. fully like do it. Yeah. A hipster in style, in his drafting style? Or oh, definitely, like, yeah. The more, like, I feel like with hipsters, like, you, you have permission to be more niche about it. Like, you can't be commercial in any way, and I don't yeah. think Brummett is with either with his chat um, <laughs> or... <laughs> I said that so disparagingly. <laughs> yeah. With his chat. Um, you've been so upset by the muscle tracker season now, haven't you? Maron Fellaini would be furious. I 
that's where I do the gesture of a hand going off my head, <laughs> which I, I do a lot of the time when I read your WhatsApp. Yeah. We, 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 have, we have talked about a, a niche button for this podcast, so just to... Um, <laughs> every time I started... Uh, yeah. I well, actually, Pete the... brought up Muscle Trecotista, so that's a... Yeah. Zach, there's the niche bell. Yeah. <laughs> get, your, get your scissors out and cut that out. Yeah. Okay, Pete, who's next? Well, seeing as though we've just mentioned him, I'll go with uh, the next drafter, Andy O'Neill. Okay. One word to describe him would be consistent okay all right consistent that's how everyone wants to be described (laughs) isn't it um and if i was to use a phrase it would be always the bridesmaid never the bride (laughs) because he he consistently is up there um but has not quite won it yet and you would argue um would be a bookie's favorite for next season because i think he's got something something about him in his team selections on draft night is that his is that is that his greatest trick? Is that he, I mean, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Is that the greatest trick that Andy O'Neill has is, is making you think that he's going to have that breakout season and yet it never comes to fruition? Possibly, but it's only been, what is it, his fourth season? Uh, fifth. So fifth, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe then. <laughs> um, he's, he, he drafts well on draft night. If you look at his team, it's, really, it's a really good team. Um, yeah, it doesn't make too many changes during the season because he doesn't have to. Andy, Andy is a good wheeler and dealer on draft night. Mm. Good move and a shaker. And will never sign a Liverpool player because he's staunch Everton. Fan. He has morals. Is that, yeah. is that a thing? A bitter he, blue yeah. nose. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, has he? He will never do it. I bet he's. I bet he's never done it in the five seasons he's been a drafter. So we have an award I love that. Uh, called the uh, Spirit of the Draft, which is awarded every season for someone who's just shown... It, it can actually be a little bit of an insult. It was like when you're a kid playing lads and dads football and the, the most improved player award went to the kid you felt sorry for, I think, most of the time. You ever win that, Pete? <laughs> no, but I've won the draft. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the... Spirit of the draft will go to someone who just went to sort of, I suppose, extra lengths for the draft in the name of the draft. Andy O'Neill um, almost missed the birth of his firstborn to come <laughs> to the draft, and he was instantly recognised with the Spirit of the Draft award. He was. He had his. He had his phone. He was ready to. He was. He was. He was his phone out ready to go. I mean, he had it on silent, just so he had <laughs> yeah. an excuse for the first couple rings. <laughs> you know, if it's just if it's down to those last couple picks, he was like, "Well, I can just get them in before," because that's really where his strength is, is in those last couple of picks. So he didn't really want, he didn't want to have to look at his child for the rest of its life or his life and and think you ruined season four of my draft, <laughs> of my draft experience. It was a uh, his first one was nearly called Benicophobia O'Neill. <laughs> Um, a stato clarification there for you, for Pete's ramblings. He is correct. Andy has never drafted a Liverpool player. Wow, that is. I say that's morals. I and respect that. That's potentially why he's not won a draft. Yeah. Well, certainly yeah. why he's not. <laughs> and the man is willing to spend half his ultra points on Romelu Lukaku, but he's a Liverpool <laughs> player. Yeah. He uh, he came in season two. He was one of our. We had a, an influx of people who came in after we'd done a season. All the people there was ten of us in the first year. We all talked about it because we were having such a good time and it was pretty easy to then draw people in for season two. Andy was one of those inductees, uh, along with Mr. Brummett, who's uh, sat with us today. Um, and yeah, he's been with us ever since. What an addition. Great find there, Pete. Because how do you know him? Worked with him. Worked with him. Yeah. 
joined the same company back back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, our good friend Jonathan Wolf. <laughs> Who, who uh, I'll use two words to describe him: uh, pantomime villain. Very good. It's on the accurate. nose. On the nose. So I mean, no one, no one, and I think I'm comfortable in speaking for all drafters at this moment. No one wants Jonathan Wolf to win the draft. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You'd have to ask Jonathan whether he actually wants to win. To be honest, but but I would add. The he doesn't draft, draft like he wants to. No, <laughs> the draft would be a much worse place without him. Well said. I think. Well said. <laughs> Although, let's have a season without him. Yeah. Just to test the <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he'll, he'll chirps up with some facts that he, he will try and make him sound like he's, he's a good drafter. Um, and he probably thinks he should have won the draft, but... He's he never won it. Definitely thinks he, he always. Yeah. thinks he should have won the draft. I would have won, but for this happening, I would yeah. have won, but for that. And this, yeah, this season he's had that about De Bruyne because he was injured a fair bit, wasn't he? Earlier on the season. Well, here's the thing: Wolf always drafts injury-prone players, and he doesn't seem to realise that they're injury-prone. You know, for a reason that's probably going to continue. So he's very. Like and then he'll. I feel like he drafts them so he can then complain about them being injured, <laughs> yeah. and that being the only reason why he, he, just he hasn't loves won the drama. He does. Another season to arrival and, and again, added a lot to the league. Um, what else you got on him? That's about it. <laughs> I mean, he's had a, he's had a, he's had a quiet existence except for on, on the WhatsApp chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so, initially I hadn't really met everybody, but he came out all guns blazing on certain people who he didn't know really that well. <laughs> and we're just getting these volleys of abuse from him without he's, understanding his humour, I suppose. I, I think the second thing he ever said to me started with a C. So, <laughs> and he wasn't champion. <laughs> um, Pete, do you remember season two? Well, his first season. Do you remember your draft night experience with him? Oh yeah. How have I not talked about this? Basically, he just used to copy my my notes. <laughs> night, didn't he? Which it's a was, it's a compliment in it a is, way. It is a compliment but also annoying because at the times he would be before me in picking a player he'd be looking at my sheet and picking my next player <laughs> and then I'd have no one left to pick. Um, yeah. You can't say anything after the super keen fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> that was season four. Well he learned that technique of a wolf didn't he? Uh, yeah so I mean he's we've got on a lot better now that he makes his own notes. Um, <laughs> I think but well, I do deliberately not sit next to him. And was that in the first season that he was here? Yeah, first. I yeah. think he did it again in the third season, well, his second season. That shows, like, for, for a novice that's coming into the draft, that shows that he's not prepared for how seriously we take it. The fact that people yeah. do turn up with, with, with notebooks, with laptops, with iPads, with their notes. Obviously. Excel spreadsheets in Excel the case of Robert. Um, so it showed that he it showed that he was a novice in that first season, which he doesn't do now. Well, also a novice by the fact he was copying off of Pete, not something he was <laughs> doing. He realised that he was copying off the wrong person. Um, Wolf. You could say he's an opinionated fellow. Yeah. Um, and because of that, he does something that I wish pundits would do more of, is he makes very sort of like bold predictions. Now, the problem with this is that obviously they're not always going to be right, they're predictions. And, you know, when they fall flat, like they've been pretty rough. So, for example, he predicted that um, Louis van Gaal was going to be a huge success at Manchester United. Sort of got that wrong. Um, he was also 
a big... Uh, he, he, he sort of had no time for this idea that Guardiola was going to do anything at Manchester City. He thought he was really? going to be a flop. Now, um, you know, I, I appreciate those don't look so good now. But at the time, the fact he's willing to sort of put his name on the line and go, hey, this is what I think. I wish, you know, football pundits would do that more often. They hedge their bets so many, you know, so often. It's just like, come on, give us a prediction. What do you think that's going to happen? That's what you're being paid for. He'll absolutely stick with that. Even if he sees it going wrong, he'll definitely stick with it. Yeah. He probably still thinks Guardiola will Has be. been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not on the draft yet, has he? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, anything else on Wolf? No, that's it for now. I look out for this guy, listeners. Um, I, I feel like at the very least, if you were to become a fan of Wolf, Life wouldn't be dull. We'll say that for later. Yeah, life wouldn't be dull. You're you'll be supporting a guy who would provide highlight reel. Uh, I wrote down that Wolf rates Jordan Amavi. <laughs> who? <laughs> he was a signing. <laughs> he was a signing for Aston Villa. Who Wolf signed, and um, he said he was going to be a, a massive player in the Premier League. Never heard of him. He also hates Jamie Vardy. Does. Why? More specifically, he hated him during season three. He was scoring goals and he was saying that it was just, it was form. 12 consecutive games later or something, he was still going, it's just form, it's form. Three seasons on, Vardy's still scoring the goals. Yeah, but obviously, obviously never saw him at Halifax Town. <laughs> exactly. But that's, that is the joy of Wolf. Like he will, he will stick to a, you know, a prediction, a comment he makes. I hope he stays like that. Yeah, he will. He will. He's too old to change now. <laughs> so that was part one of drafters in our league. Um, hope I would say hold your horses on picking one to support just yet. Don't you know? Don't phone in. The lines aren't open. <laughs> uh, but you still may be charged. Yeah, do not send a self-addressed envelope. Don't need to do that don't anymore do these days. Do um, you? I think some good. There are some good drafters there, though. I'd be tempted to say, don't even bother listening to the next one. Okay, cool. I mean, I I'm going to open it up. I'm going to I'm going to keep things fair. Uh, part two of uh, Are you having a draft preseason of draft characters? Oh yeah, that's good. I liked the I like the dramatic pause you gave us there, Bradley. It wasn't even intentional. <laughs> it's, um, just, it's just how dramatic you are. <laughs> <laughs> just even even your dramatic pauses are unintentional. Trade for three years, darling. Um, <laughs> part two's coming up. Then I would say make your decision. Good on, idea. On who to support. Hold your horses. And until next time, <laughs> draft safe. Happy drafting. But still draft safe. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.